Mr. Vice President, Mr. Speaker, and members of the Senate and House Representatives, yesterday, December 7th, 2021, a date which will live in infamy, the Jane Silent Bob Minute welcomed you back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. Oh, did you forget who you are? No, I was still waiting. Like, you really got involved in that opening there. I was a little... I didn't know if I was supposed to say Listen, where I was from. A, you already you know, said it. You messed me this up. Is, this is minute 275. Like, I got to keep people interested here at the end. <laughs> like, all, all the good hosts are gone. Like, there ain't no more Father David or Indiana Jones minute around anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, you're at the end of the line. You're at the end of the line. <laughs> and we are almost at the end of this. I mean... We are basically at the zenith of the movie. I mean, there is another minute, and it has like another couple seconds of actual activity, but we are if, mercifully at the end of this wedding. If we were at a real wedding, the lights would start coming on now. There's no, you can't get no more alcohol at the bar. No, this is the wedding, not the reception. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is nowadays they all happen in the same place. Well, yeah, because you're forgetting the wedding ends and then there's that awkward like two hours where you're trying to get a drink and you can't because they're taking pictures uh-huh. outside and you're like i don't care about their pictures and somebody saves your life and has life and has a flask with them that's the guy i like that uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like yo boss come over here <laughs> um uh over under amount of flasks in this room by the way oh i'd say 75 percent of the men and oh, yeah. about 40 percent of the women uh, I totally agree with you. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? because this is supposed to be, we were assuming this is kind of like Cincinnati. So like you're already getting like that Midwest type thing going on. So that's like a 10% bump right there. Yeah. And I will say at least one or two has just flat out shine in there. At this time, you know, during the 40s, definitely. You had to have your alcohol in your pocket. You couldn't just, you know, you couldn't wait to get to the liquor store. It's like I have it in a flask like a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we start this minute with, I mean, we've discussed in depth, but I will I will paint the picture for you for this minute. Going from stage left, oh, I guess, going from my left to my right. I'm not doing stage left, stage right, because that's too confusing. From my left to my right, in the, right in the foreground on the left is uh, Dana Andrews, and then in the background is Peggy and then her parents, and then back in the foreground is Homer. Oh, did I say, yeah, uh, is Homer getting married with the the girl staring at him like you wish your wife would stare at you at the wedding but more likely she <laughs> yeah. was like she was either terrified or worried or something else yeah keep your mouth shut shut and up and then Get yeah and away. then over her left shoulder are her parents like it's a perfectly composed shot of like we're gonna get every main character in the shot and every main character is in the shot crystal clear with no cutting <laughs> if the one guy wasn't looking away and not homer i i i can't get his name for some reason the the other guy fred Fred, there you go. Fred was looking towards the camera. Homer should be looking away. He should be looking at his wife. It looks like a wedding photo. Pause. <laughs> or it, you know what it looks like? It looks like five seconds before a wedding photo. It's like everybody's like getting into position. They haven't yeah, quite yeah, made yeah. it yet, and they take the picture. But he's very deliberately staring at Peggy, and she yeah. is like, she's just, she's lit up a little bit more than everyone else because. I was gonna say, is she lit up a little bit? She is, right? Yeah, I think a little bit, but also the people on her. Well, I mean, the people on her left are are underlit and they're wearing dark clothes and right um her parents are wearing black or dark outfits yeah. so like she just pops right there yeah she like, looks like you know you you really spot her out and no one else is looking at uh fred here no one else you can't help but uh draw focus away yeah from like yeah i haven't looked at the wedding in a while like i'm totally looking in the other direction right so 
we get the very last of the the reverend or whatever and then we get a what i would consider a pretty long kiss for 1946 like uh, yeah well, I you don't know how long you should kiss either like if you're in a church how long before it gets uncomfortable if you're kissing it you know yeah. on the how long can you kiss the man's daughter in front of him before he's like i'm going to murder you yeah, enough already. All right, enough. Save that for you know when you're I alone. I mean, there, I have been at the occasional wedding where there is some joker who like starts kissing and just goes to town and is yeah, doing it yeah. for the effect of like, look at this. <laughs> at, at my wedding, we did like just a regular kiss and, and stopped, and the photographer came over and said, "You got to do better than that." I didn't even catch it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen I've seen the ones too where it was like a peck on the, the lips, like it was their you know, like it was their great aunt. Yeah, that's pretty much what we did because we just wanted to get out. You know, it was done. This is enough. We've been here an hour. Let's go. It's been like, I want to get drunk. Let's go. (laughs) And then in a very well choreographed scene, everybody rushes the bride and groom. And they all rush out of frame to our right. Right. So if you thought Peggy was lit up before, now she's like a Roman candle standing back there. Yeah, all by herself. She's she's not even paying attention to the wedding at this point. Oh, no. They just didn't even realize they locked eyes about 45 seconds ago and have not broken contact since. Yeah. Oh, and Fred just turned. He's starting to take a couple steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't move. He finally, finally starts heading in. There's definitely her- a light on her because when he walks in, he lights up a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. But it, again, this whole, so we're over 35 seconds into the shot and not including last minute. There has been no cuts. Like everything has no, happened. Right. In one, it's been one take in camera. Perfectly choreographed that, and you're right. I yeah. don't even think about no cuts there. The problem is, I think me and you are trained not to notice camera things because we do all the Kevin Smith movies. So <laughs> True. It's, it's usually not about like depth of field and good lighting. It's just like get in front of the camera and say what I said. <laughs> Put the camera one spot, and now everybody get. We don't even need a camera guy. We just push record, and everybody yeah. gets in front of it, and you're done. <laughs> he walks over and he lays a, a world class smooch on Peggy. Yeah, it's longer than the. Uh, the you know, I do kiss there. Yeah. And we finally get a cut at 40, 42, 43 seconds, and it's just a, a close-up of their, them kissing, basically. Yeah. Them pulling away, pretty much. Yeah. That hat is huge. Yeah, that, that hat is huge, but again, <laughs> she also has that look, which I feel is incredibly hard to pull off in movies, which is that, like, I am desperately in love with you look. She conveys a lot with her facial expressions. Just from this, these couple minutes where they were staring at each other, you you can see, and she she's a good actress. Well, I think she won. Did she win two Academy Awards? I think wow. she might. have... I mean, I can see why. Like every once in a yeah. while, you'll see somebody in a movie, and you'll be like, "Listen, I, I don't know who that is, but they are they are good." Yeah. And it's just you'll see it a lot of times, especially with old movies, because you just don't. Have, a lot of us don't have a frame of reference for who they are. Like I'll be totally honest with you when. Uh, Jim threw best years of our lives at us. I was, I probably knew more about it than you, and all I knew was that it existed. I knew nothing. I I knew about it. I heard it on Unspooled. They had like they'd done all top 100 movies, so they they covered this. So like I knew the basic outline of what it was about. But like they're throwing names out there, like I should know who anybody is, and and I didn't. I was just like, yeah, just just to make Jim O'Kane happy, we are both better better people since we've seen the movie. So. Oh, it's a great movie. It's definitely... Yeah. You, you, you are always a little worried. Usually my amount of worried is directly, you know, converse to how far back somebody's making me go to watch something. Yeah. Because, you know, not to say there's not great movies back then, but for every great movie, there's a lot of garbage, just like now. But it's hard at enough to watch. time in history. Yeah. It's hard enough to watch today's garbage, let alone garbage from 60 years ago. 
Yeah. Because then you watch Garbage from 60 years ago. You're like, oh, great. And there's no pacing. Oh, and they're racist. (laughs) (laughs) The only name I knew in this cast was Myrna Loy. That's the only one I'd even heard of. Yeah, Uh, and I really don't. Yeah, maybe on another podcast. Like, I listened to a couple of, like, uh, those, like, old Hollywood things. Maybe somebody mentioned Frederick March or, like, Teresa Wright in, like, passing. But it would have just blown right over me. I wouldn't know who it was. Oh, I knew who William Wyler was. I'd heard of William Wyler, the director. But, like, oh, yeah. Dana Andrews, I had no idea that he was in Zero Hour. Did you ever see Zero Hour by chance? I never have, no. Did you ever see Airplane? I I did see Airplane. Airplane is completely – not completely. It is – they basically took – the movie Zero Hour and remade it as Airplane. Oh, really? If you go on YouTube, you can watch side by sides of Zero Hour and Airplane, and they're doing exactly they are doing lines from it. The guy's name is oh, Ted Stryker. In wow. uh, Dana Andrews plays Ted Stryker in it. He has a drinking problem. He was a, he was a fighter pilot in the war. All that stuff. It's it's wow. like they do exact lines like, "Oh, uh, you never been in a cockpit before? I've never been in a plane before." It just cuts before <laughs> it gets to the joke. <laughs> Like, the guy who's the the co-pilot is an athlete. It's not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's just some guy from, like, the 50s. It's one of... Oh, okay. So, wow, they really did go beat for beat, huh? Yeah. Uh, check out the Airplane Minute. <laughs> now, <laughs> now that I just stole uh, a bunch of their stuff they said on their show. <laughs> That's where you learned it from, from listening to other podcasts. Uh, some of that... Well, I kind of knew about the um, the connection, but until they mentioned it, I don't think I knew Frederick March was in it. Unless, oh, unless I heard it on this show. I'm sure somebody's mentioned it along the way. Yeah. He looks a little rougher in that because I think his life had kind of uh, – was starting to spiral a little bit by that point. Oh, okay. Because uh, like, What happened with him? I didn't know he had a, um, he had a problem. I, um, I feel like it was drinking okay. was the issue. Like I don't know that for sure. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't deep dive on him. And that's not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not – and I've been, I've been saying Frederick March. I, 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 I think I said Frederick March. I meant Dana Andrews. Oh, okay. Listen, I, I, you know, I, I hit my head a lot. I, it's tough for me to remember names. <laughs> it's, it, we're we're t- uh, almost two and a, you know three hours into this movie, so. I mean, he lived to 1992, so it's not like he like okay. passed away early or anything. But I thought that he was getting a little, thought he got a little saucy back then. But watch but the old ho- sure. watch the old Hollywood shows for that, and then you can find out for sure. <laughs> and then he gives his end of the movie speech, which. A lot of movies have. Not all of them quite land. This one definitely lands. Yeah. 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 I mean, it hasn't had the staying power of, like, Franklin, my dear, and don't give a damn, or, you know, you know, when truth becomes legend, print the legend, that type of thing. But, like, it's pretty good. And it it is. You know what it'll be, don't you, Peggy? It may take us years to get anywhere. We'll have no money, no decent place to live. We'll have to work, get kicked around. And this minute ends right there. But then she just kisses him at that point. So we get the Oh, whole, he doesn't say anything after that? No, no we more. get the whole quote in right before that. Okay. So, I I mean, at some point you have, I don't think any minister is quite as poetic as the writer of this movie, but at some point you have a conversation not unlike this. Like, you're not telling the person, hey, you know, we're going to get kicked around, we're going to do whatever, but, like, you may have a conversation with your significant other at some point of, like, listen, like, you see what I do for a living, right? Like, at no point are we going to be living the, uh, you know, Daddy Warbucks lifestyle. Things might get a little crappy every once in a while, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> yeah. And this being the real world, like, yeah, we may go up, uh, but you can just as easily go down. Yeah. Well, and be careful. It's a PG podcast. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what makes you go back up again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as much as we all laughed our way through it, they, I mean, they give those vows for a reason. 
you know, right. it's and richer and poorer, and all of us in the back of our mind are like, please be richer, please be richer, please be richer. <laughs> and most of it is poorer. So the, the problem is, it seems to be well for the rest for us who don't have like daddy giving us like millions of dollars. The rest of us who actually have to work for a living, right? It seems like so hard. You scrape and claw to get the money, but it can disappear just like that. Oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It can be quick, like something comes and boom, just takes your money, or it could be a slow roll of like somebody gets sick and slowly drains your bank account over 18 months. Right. I mean, right. either way, you broke. And then there's stuff that just sits outside your control where you're like, man, I'm living in my house, super high valued, what can go wrong? And the year is 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, your health is worse like uh, as much as a thing of matchsticks. Yeah, your house is worth less than a quarter of what it was in 2008. Yes. And you're sitting there, how am I going to get out of this? <laughs> you're not. You're living there for the rest of your yeah, life. I mean, that happens. And then years later, there's a global pandemic, and you may have worked or you may not have. You might have been the person where they're like, sorry, uh, we have no work for you. Good luck feeding your family and keeping that house going. That's when and he's talking about, we'll have to work, get kicked around. That's the kind of stuff. Like, I feel like in the beginning you do have to work and get kicked around. Like even before you even even if you were making enough money, you don't know what you're doing. You spend everything, you're freaking going on vacations, you know. Yeah. Well, and you always have to bust it at the beginning too, because like then they're gonna be in this situation. They're gonna get married and live together for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Which is that can be a learning curve. I can't imagine how that would work. Like, what, me and my wife, we, we lived together for a long time before we actually got married. Sinners! Sinners! <laughs> can you imagine moving in with a stranger? Get married and moving in with somebody who you don't I mean, know how they are in, like, in their regular life? Well, I mean, it's not quite as bad as, but I will. Anybody who's ever had a uh, roommate you didn't pick experience, it's not right, that yeah, bad because it's not completely random. But the problem right. is, things that are cute when you're dating can easily become annoying, annoying real quick. <laughs> oh, look at the way she chews her finger while we're at the restaurant. Meanwhile, after the 3,000th time you see dude, like, if you put that finger near your face again, I'm going to rip it off. Why are you chewing on your finger again? <laughs> and or just, you know you're living together when you have a knockdown drag out fight about what to order from the pizza place. Or you have a knockdown drag out fight and then like three days later you can't remember what started it at all. Not even food. Like you can't remember. Like I don't know what that fight was about. Yeah. <laughs> can't remember if you were right or wrong. It, it's, it's beyond that. <laughs> it doesn't point. matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've, we've had the fight. We still do. Like we've been married forever and we're still like, what do you want to have for dinner? I don't know. What do you want to have for dinner? Yeah. I mean, it goes pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. At least that's it. They keep telling me. I keep waiting for it to turn around. <laughs> all right chris so you know i can't let an entire week go by go. without without quizzing you in some way <laughs> i knew you were gonna do it because we've done it every every day every day this in this podcast well, almost <laughs> I, I stayed away from like um anything to do with weddings or whatever but like we haven't really touched on world war too much <laughs> yeah good luck okay good luck all right so as you know there was a world war and then there was a you know it was so much fun there was a sequel World War Two. <laughs> World War Two. The, the electric boogaloo. Yeah. Um, I I would say I don't have an exact figure, but there really isn't an exact figure. What do you think the total dead from World War Two was? Oh wow. It, I mean, it has. I will to tell be. you this: it it's a wide range. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's in the it's in the millions, right? I don't know. You tell me. Let's find oh, out how much on. Chris paid attention in history class. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> We're going to say three million. Okay. 
Across the entire world, right? You're talking Germany. Yes, I'm talking. I'm talking. Okay. I'm talking all deaths, both military and civilian deaths. You're talking all reported deaths. Well, I mean, it, that's why it's an estimate because it's yeah, so difficult yeah, yeah. when people are dying all over the place to keep track of right. everything. <laughs> How far off? Is it? Is, oh, was that your guess? Was three million? Yeah, yeah, three million. An estimated total of sixty to eighty-five million people perished, wow. or or about three percent of the nineteen forty world population. Oh my God! If that were to happen right now, that would be about two hundred and twenty-five million people. If you did three percent of the world population, yeah, you thought the pandemic killed a lot of people. Oh my God! And that, that was, was only a- five. And it's really only five years that that. I mean, you can argue when World War II truly starts because you can do the Sino-Japanese War that happens before that. But like whatever, most people consider the start of World War II when the Germans invade Poland. Right. Although there was a lot of stuff before that. All right. Well, I can't let go that easy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right. Now, now I'm uh, shooting high. I didn't realize yeah, it was now, that high. Well, now you know. So, listen, I gave you a base of reference that the, the total <laughs> war dead. Now, remember, that's military and civilian. So, as you know, many countries were involved with this war. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, how do I want to do this? Do I want to make you try to count down through the countries or just make you uh, take a, a blind guess at the United States first? Well, uh, that's it. How many dead do you think there are from the United States? I will give you this hint. Um we didn't. The war didn't really come here. We took the war to people. So right, we went there. So, so we're I not, mean, we're not going to have many civilian dead. Right. So you're talking about military dead in other countries. And what was the total of the of the the dead for sixty all to eighty five million? That's military and civilian. Okay. All right. So we're not that high. We're not. We're we're not half because we weren't in it the whole time either. So we'll say three million. <laughs> Four hundred and nineteen thousand. Okay. Wow. Um, multiple reasons. Uh, the main reason is we don't lose. We only lost about twelve thousand civilians, which it was almost all. What? It was almost all like, soldiers. How do we lose civilians? Uh, Pearl Harbor attacks, anything like that. Anything okay, where yeah, yeah, a civilian base gets hit, like the Philippines okay. got hit. So any place where civilians were still at. Gotcha. All right. Who do you think lost the most people? Let's see if we can get. Maybe we'll knock out like the top five, even though there's, there's some <laughs> shenanigans I, with the numbers. I mean. Who lost the most? Germany. Germany is number three on the list. Germany what? lost between 6.9 and 7.4 million people. Wait, you're talking 80 to 90 million and they only lost seven? You got to think there's other countries involved. There's some big ass countries involved in this war. Yeah, but a lot of them were attacking Germany. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? I mean, I think, I think at some point all of them were. Right, so apparently Germany was doing pretty well for themselves in the beginning. Um, they were definitely punching up. Um, yeah, a lot of Germany's successes. I mean, they were industrialized and had, you know, knew what they were doing, and they hit fast, hit hard. When you're the first one out of the gate, you get a lot of a, uh, you know, if you're in a, if you're playing like an online strategy game or whatever, you're the first one. You, you know, you get the uh, all the extra bonus points at the beginning. You got the initiative. Yeah, you're playing risk. You're playing risk. Yeah. You definitely want to be first out of the, out of the gate. I mean, the United States on this <laughs> list is like now. Granted, lists are what they are. Um, right. So while you're trying to figure out who's above them, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. We are 18th on this list. Uh, above them, I mean, if, if you're gonna make, if I got to take a guess, I got to say Poland, right? Poland is just below them at number four with 5.9 to 6 million. Because they were attacked from both sides, but from Russia and Germany, oh, yeah. right? They got, they got wiped out. Um, yeah. Now, their deaths are the opposite of the United States. They had... 240,000 civilian uh, military deaths. Most of their deaths are um, just uh, civilian deaths and crimes against humanity. And you can probably put two and two together what a lot of those are. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
All right, I can. Everyone who's listening right now cannot believe you're not picking the one obvious one and the second probably other obvious one. Now remember, there's two theaters to this war. There's the European theater and the Pacific theater. Right. And I'll tell you this: there's one in each. Really above above them? There is yes. Everyone, Chris went to a public school in Kensington. <laughs> That's what the problem is here. And history was not my major Jim, subject. Either. Jim O'Kane right is weeping right now listening to yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Well, he, he, we'll see. He'll probably yell at me if he ever comes home. I'm going to make you take a... Again. Listen, is there anybody listening, Moves by Minutes people, that is like a history teacher that I can just like... <laughs> you could like give him like a little bit of... Just a little bit of knowledge. You know, the when I went to high school... It was 20 years ago, I, or more. Uh, World War II was 70 years ago. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I could. I don't know Russian, At, but I doubt it. I doubt the Russian. Soviet Union, number one, really? lost 20 to 27 million people. Now, why? Um, why? Um, they were invaded by Germany, and Russia just throws people at the problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they you lost, did say that before, too. They probably lost about 10 million military people. Well, I'll you put said it they this way: clearing out their their there was cities, a, right? They, yeah, so yeah, they would leave their civilians in their cities and just yeah. and let them fight it wow. out. I'll put it to this way: more civilians and soldiers died in Leningrad. The siege at Leningrad lasted about three years. It was like about 1.3 million than have died in all U.S. wars combined. Every single one wow. from 1776 till today. And now, is that just because they won't let up? They just keep sending people. They don't. Care I mean, they, they had a population up. of 188 million, and they lost like 27 okay. million. So that's still a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, it is a lot. And I remember, they get pushed, when the war starts, they get pushed way back, and then they're they're kind of there for a little while, and then they push all the way back into Germany. So, you know. All right, now just think of the other country that might have a really big population. Uh, Japan. Japan is number five. Hold on. Six. They're number six. They lost two and a half to 3.1 million. So who's bigger than Japan? China. China <laughs> lost 15 to 20 million people. You wow. forget, they, they were invaded early on by Japan. Yeah, you don't even think about China in this because Japan was, you know, the big deal. They ate their ones who Pearl Harbor and everything else. Yeah, but they hit China before they hit us. Oh wow! China was invaded in like in stages from like 1937 on. Huh. Oh yeah, and then the other ones. I'm, I, I will not. You will never get the other ones. So um, Indonesia <laughs> was three to four million people. They were huh? the Dutch East Indies at the time. Um, India lost over two million. Yugoslavia lost over a million. Yeah, I, I don't um, even picture like India being involved because they don't even get mentioned. They're not in any of the movies. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> just because uh, there is actually a movie about that. Um, that was a lot of like the British fighting in India because Japan. Okay. Japan at one point was on the border of India and almost, and they were almost to like Hawaii, and they were all the way down to Australia. Wow. Yeah, things got ugly there for a while. And then after that, like, Thanks. these are all kind of, these. I'm only going to do the ones ahead of the United States. So French Indochina, which becomes uh, Vietnam, uh, then France. France is only low because they go out early. Uh, right. The Philippines, Greece, Romania, Italy, Korea, Hungary. The United Kingdom is right ahead of us. So, I mean, this is the war that they were in. <laughs> so, yeah. and unlike a lot of wars, sometimes wars will kind of let up towards the end. World War II is the opposite. It just got nastier down to the end. Like more people were dying right down to the last day, right? As the because the nobody nobody basically surrendered until you were standing in their capital. <laughs> but yeah, they just kept fighting, fighting, fighting. Yeah, like Germany fights almost all the way to the end. Japan fights until the Americans are at their door, and then wow. you know they they only bail out because they got atomic bombed. I mean, right? So. That's the kind of war they're fighting in. So, like, I know it's hard to get in that mindset now. When you when most people think of war now, they're thinking more 
Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, that kind of stuff. Desert Storm. You can go back to like no, the these Falklands, guys like smaller engagements. Or you're thinking of civil wars that happened in countries that don't necessarily involve the major powers. Those get nasty too. But like you just don't see the numbers like this. Right. Jeez, that's a lot of people. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, and the problem is when you're losing that many people – those are not wars that are involved with a lot of people being nice and gracious to each other. Now, remember, all these dudes had to come home. So all these people go and fight, and they come home. Right. They then it, have to go back into society after yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's not just Americans. Normal, which, and that's yeah. not just Americans. That's every country had to do that. The Soviet Union, where you just lost 25, 30 million people. Boom. You got to go back to work. <laughs> well, people talk about how bad it was for us. Oh, my God. I didn't realize how much worse it was for everybody else. It was way worse for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go much to, worse. Um, people who say it was worse for us have never been to Europe because Europe – I mean huge armies went up and down Europe for five years. Like they oh. tore that place up, down, and sideways. I mean they there was places that were just like destroyed. And then you know China was destroyed by Japan and then Japan was destroyed by us. Like that's why those, some of those places are built the way they are now because – there was entire cities and stuff just destroyed. Yeah, they had to be rebuilt. If wow. anybody else would like a history lesson from me, I'm free to give out partially correct information at any point. <laughs> Is there going to be a test at the end of this? Yeah. Or? Um, I only brought it up. I, I mean, I did it to kind of harass you, but I only brought it up I know you did. To, to have people keep in mind that like, when I say these guys went off into a war, they didn't go do six months in Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm certainly not saying that that's not a, a terrible thing because I certainly don't. I deal with that on a monthly basis it is not good however many of these people were sent off to fight and it was like you know when you come home you do it one of two ways when the war's over or when you're dead so those are the two ways you can come home or you're hurt so bad you can't go on it wasn't like ah, oh, well you know, i mean they rotated people out of the front lines but you didn't come home usually <laughs> you still there chris oh no chris is muted everyone i think i lost chris See, the problem I is, muted it. I muted it and coughed, and then never turned it back on. <laughs> I, I thought I lost you. I thought things got too serious, and I lost you. <laughs> this is too much. I don't, I'm sick of this history. I'm out of here. <laughs> he's the, he's not upset about the 70 million people that died. He's upset that I'm torturing him with actual history. <laughs> I was talking to you the whole time. You're like Chris. I'm like, yeah, I'm right here. But I had to mute because I coughed. <laughs> good work. Good work by you. <laughs> I'm a professional podcaster, you know. I know you are. <laughs> All right, professional podcaster. Do you have anything else for this minute? I mean, honestly, do you have anything else for, like, the two weeks that we covered? I know we, we still have another minute to do, but, like, that's a lot of, like, credits and just, like, a wrap-up. Right. No, I, I, again, I liked the movie. It was a little long. I know I've said oh, that over boy. and over again. I had oh, to get boy. it in this week. It was a little long. But, no, the movie was good, and the acting was, you know, on par with anything you could watch nowadays, you know? I um, mean, in terms of, like, cinematography and writing, it's... And probably acting. It's far better than most things you're going to see today. True. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, even the guy who wasn't an actor and didn't have any arms was good. <laughs> I, I would say this. if Now, since we don't, we have no basis for who any of these people are, if you had told me, oh, yeah, that guy was in 40 films. He was pretty popular back then. I'd be like, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, you would have – I was more surprised when somebody was like, no, he wasn't an actor. Yeah, they pulled him off the – well, they pulled him off the street because he didn't have any arms. That was it. Yeah, the only, the only thing uh, – Weiler had seen him do like a – a couple of those, um, what are they called? Like army training, not army, I guess it was army training films or navy training films. And that was his acting experience. That'd be like if somebody saw you like in like a, a YouTube, you know, thing of wow. like how to fix your drain. Yeah. And they yeah. were like, this guy's a star. 
I wonder if they only had him in the training videos because he lost his arms. Like they did. It was, the training happen. videos wow. were specifically for how do you deal with having an issue like this? Wow. Because I believe That's... in the book, the guy has I, something along the lines of PTSD or whatever they would have called it back then. Like who knows the shakes or a you know spazzing or something like that. Oh, he's not missing arms in the book. No. Wow. Well, they went extreme on that one. Yeah, well, I mean, I think this is, especially for a movie, this is a lot easier to play. When you're trying to play somebody as having PTSD, it's very, very easy to make that look bad. And I can't imagine 1946, it was going to be much better. No. And it's and it's not a visual thing. That's a to- This is a totally visual thing yeah. where you sympathize right away. You're like, oh my God, you know he lost his arms. Who's actually playing PTSD pretty well are the other two guys, just in different ways. Yeah. Like Al's yeah. drinking all the time, and the other one is kind of like aloof. And he came home, and, and yeah. his life, you know, he couldn't even get back into his own life. I mean, so. when we have guys come home, it's not always, oh, he can't hear cars backfire, or, you know, he sleeps on the floor. Those are the extreme cases. Sometimes it's just yeah. like, he's a little weird. Yeah, he's, like, not as, he's not his self anymore. Like, he doesn't laugh like he used to, or he, you know, he's always right. like slightly on edge. Like, he's always kind of acting like, I just heard a noise in the house. <laughs> like, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's different levels of it, but yeah. that's, I mean, it's got to be horrible either way. Oh, boy. We are going out on quite an uplifting note. We're talking about yeah, PTSD yeah. <laughs> and World War II at the end of this thing. And, and how many deaths? How many deaths? Well, that's nice, yeah. Maybe we should just cut it off and uh, you know try to hop, happy it up <laughs> next yeah. the next Everyone, minute. I mean, after you listen to this, everybody, go go listen to the theme song from like Mr. Rogers and you know, cheer <laughs> yourself up. <laughs> it's hard to say this, but I think it might have been better when Brian was here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if there's one thing that never improves the situation is when a Marine shows up. <laughs> all right. Are you all done? I am done. All right. Uh, you can find this uh, wonderful show over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or you can go to thebestminutes.com. Uh, make sure you go over to the Butch's Place, Best Years of Our Lives, Listener's Cafe. Um, you can lambast Chris for not knowing anything about World War II, <laughs> including how many died or apparently who was involved in it. I got <laughs> or, it eventually. Or not understanding why so many people died in the Soviet Union as everyone who heard him say that slapped themselves in the forehead. I'm going to make you watch movies about Stalingrad from now on. <sighs> you, oh, you're the worst. Uh, we're on Twitter at The Best Minutes. Um, I got nothing. Uh, join us t- uh, tomorrow for the last episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Stay safe, neighbors. Hey, Joe. You better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right. Thanks. Come on, Taylor.